Hi, everyone. It's Gracie with Self Care with Gracie. Welcome back to the podcast. Over the past few weeks, I've been doing a series on self care untruths. And self care untruths, they are the beliefs that we have about self care that are getting in the way of us actually practicing self care. And the reason that they're able to do that is that we don't take the time to stop and think really critically about self care. I know for myself that I am someone who's focused a lot on self-care in my life, and especially in these past five years of running a self-care coaching business. And it amazes me as I learn from both my own experience and mostly from my clients' experience, is I, what I learn, I see how much I never really understood about self-care in the first place. <laughs> and, and the good news of that is I don't think we need to understand everything to start to move in the right direction of authentic self-care. But as, as we walk along our own journey and gain the self-awareness that helps us to practice better self-care, I think it's good to come together and, and reflect. So that's what I've been doing over these past few weeks. I've also been sharing these untruths as a buildup to the self-care collective that I am about to launch into the world tomorrow on September 25th. It's called the Beautiful Life Collective. It's a cooperative of women leaders who are getting together to share inspiration and support. So with the belief that if we can take better care of ourselves, we can take better care of our world. I will be sharing a little bit more information about this at the end of this episode, but you can also go to my website, selfcarewithgracie.com, scroll down and find out more information because the collective is only open a couple times a year for new members. And I'm doing this because marketing is great, but if my whole life were marketing, I would not practice a lot of self-care. So I'm going to do this a couple times a year. We'll work together as a community in the meantime, learn a lot about self-care, and I'd love for you to join. So please take a trip to my website and check it out. The last self-care in the series, self-care untruth in the series I want to share today is the self-care untruth that we have to do our self-care alone. And this has been, they're all really big for me to learn. The first two that I shared that uh, we, I needed to fix myself in order to help the world. That's such an untruth. And the second, that my self-care should always feel good. I've learned a lot uh, that, around that that has really helped me. But this last self-care untruth, I, I was willing to do almost anything that I needed to do to learn and grow as long as I could do it by myself. And I did stuff as crazy as go to the Amazon jungle and work with three shaman at the same time. <laughs> and I remember this, I was one session and I had three shaman who were helping me and I was in a group of people, so they weren't all just focused on me, but all three of them were like trying to figure out the blocks to my love life. And I got back and still nothing changed in my love life. Still was very single and frustrated about it. But that is an extreme example. But I, I the, the levels that I was willing to go through is I would read any self-help book that I could get my hands on. I would go to yoga class. I became a yoga teacher. But all of these things that I, I was doing, I was doing them in myself. And I got, I got satisfaction out of these activities. And it definitely made me feel better at times. But I just didn't ever feel like I was getting to the thing inside of me that was holding me back. And, you know, I, I think we can all relate to this in our own way that our lives on the surface for most of us look pretty okay. Like we're, we're surviving, maybe even in some, you know, considered to be thriving. But if we're 
orienting from a life of fear, which is what I I think I was before. And I'm not fully out of that either. I don't want to speak like, oh, I figured it all out. But looking back at that time in my life that I felt like there was something that I just, I, I had to protect myself. I had to keep myself safe. And the way to do that was to focus my self care work on myself and to do it by myself and to celebrate the successes by myself, which I didn't actually do a ton of celebrating, (laughs) but I definitely mourned the self-care losses and got upset with myself. And all of that was just insular inside of my own head. And I, this was, this was after starting the self-care, beautiful life self-care and starting to run the self-care 101 programs that I, I was still orienting from this place of hyper-individualism and I need to do this by myself learning a few things really helped. One was watching the experience of my clients go through self-care 101, which is, it was a 10 week self-care coaching process, which I would take a group of 20, sometimes 30 women through this process at a time. We would work on our self-care in a group. We would go and retreat together. We had these phone calls that were super vulnerable, really powerful. And I, I watched as the leader being like, wow, this is amazing. Like these women are getting so vulnerable with each other and they're growing so much. And I was, I was like a little bit jealous, like, oh, I don't really have a place like this. Like I'm holding the space for this and it's amazing. And, and this work is, you know, fascinating and transformative for everybody, but I don't, I'm not finding that for myself. And I like to think of stuff like this, like a spiritual breakthrough. And I was like, I want, I want my spiritual breakthrough and it's not happening. And something else that happened, actually a few things happened all at once here. I, I went to a, uh, a retreat for women entrepreneurs. It was a small retreat in Topanga Canyon, LA area. And I was with a group of women. We were all you know, talking about our businesses and where we were getting stuck. And after I shared a little bit about the places that I, I was getting stuck, and, and that was those were like feeling really critical of myself, people pleasing, just fear of disappointing other people. One of the other participants was like, Hey, you know, did, did you grow up in a family with alcoholism and started to talk to me a little bit more about what happens and the effects of, of growing up around addiction. And I'd never before, even though I did grow up in a house with addiction, I never before had explored any of it. And I was like, I, at first I was like, I don't know, that doesn't feel resonant. I don't think it really affected me. And then I started to sit with it. I was like, oh, I think it really did. Like, I think it really did. And I started to go to some support group meetings around living with the effects of alcoholism. And the first one, I remember it so well. I, I walked in, it was this little church in this neighborhood near my house. And I walked in, it was a really nice day outside. Sunday afternoon, it was a small meeting. Most of the participants were probably over the age of 70. And just some of what was shared during the meeting, I felt like I wanted to scream and cry and run out of the room, everything all at once. And I didn't enjoy being there at all. And this goes back to the, your self-care should always feel good untruth. I, I didn't get a lot of pleasure out of being there. But what I did get was I, I felt like I need to come back, like there's something in this for me. And then in that next year of, of going back and really realizing that there was power to going to these groups and sharing my truth and being vulnerable and letting myself be seen and all the stuff I had held myself from before. That was uh, the year that Donald Trump was elected president of the United States. And it was also within that few weeks that I found out I was um, pregnant, accidentally pregnant. So a lot of things happened at once. And being pregnant, any of you who have been out there um, or having a young child, you won't 
be able to attest that you cannot do it by yourself. It's very challenging. It's um, very time consuming and you need support and help. So that was my process of reaching out and really seeing how important and how strong that that made me to ask for support. And that was asking friends to come over to help with the birth, letting people bring us food so generously after the birth, uh, even people throwing us showers and um, just, we just kind of, it sometimes felt uncomfortable that I had to tolerate the support and letting myself be seen because I knew it wasn't just for me, but I, I wanted to raise my child in a community and that was going to be super important. And I knew that from the moment I got pregnant. And, and one other aspect of this, and I think this is such an important aspect of individualism, is understanding how it relates back to the bigger societal ills that we go through as a culture that is really founded on systematic racism. Because um, we believe in our culture, which is a capitalist culture, which is formed by systematic racism, we believe that we need to work harder. And if someone is not able to succeed in life, that um, it's because they are not working hard enough. And we've used this hyper-individualistic narrative um, of kind of like the bootstrappers, like pull yourself up and make something of yourself as a way to um, justify a lot of really horrible behavior around certain people being given privileges and the right to succeed, which are usually people with white skin, often male. And we are, we also use it as a way to make ourselves feel really horrible that we are not doing enough. And I, I think that that actual like perfectionism and feeling like I should be doing more if I'm not totally successful, it's because there's a flaw in me. It's actually a form of denial and I think when we turn our anger in on ourselves, which is a lot of what perfectionism is, we're turning our anger in, we don't have the energy to turn our anger out and get upset at the bigger societal problems that are there that are advantaging certain people over others. And I've, I've come to learn that it's my responsibility because I do have white skin. I do come from a middle-class background. I have privileges uh, and I need to be able to speak about what I see that is happening because it, not only because it's the right thing to do, because it's actually a huge form of self-care for me. And that's, that's where I want to end it here is that we have this, this culture right now where we're starting to gain a huge amount of awareness over who's allowed to succeed and who's not allowed to succeed. And even if we are quote unquote allowed to succeed, uh, I don't sense that many of us are very happy or feeling fulfilled. I think we're feeling like we're falling behind. We're disconnected. We're, we're hard on ourselves. We're not feeling healthy. And, and that's where our self-care comes into it. Because I believe that if we can, one, really unlearn these self-care truths that we, that are not actually true, that we are, we're allowed to start to work on the world where we're allowed to go through discomfort that's healthy, that's normal, and that we can do it together as a supportive community and that we don't have to do it alone, that all of that actually gives us the strength to step in and create change that we want to see in the world. And if we're not going to do it, I honestly don't know who is. So this is my moment in life. I'm, I'm showing up and saying, let's do this together. That's why I started the Beautiful Life Collective. It is super affordable. Joining will cost less than a couple of cocktails a month. It's, it's a monthly service. You can sign up for just a month if you want and, um, and you can cancel at any time. And within it, you're going to get so much inspiration. We have a, a awesome community of women. Um, I had an early sign up in my self-care community and we have some great 
women who have signed up, awesome leaders in their field and just powerful women. Also, you every month you're going to get downloadable resources, self-care inspiration, recipes, guest speaker talks with the, the people that I know that are doing the work on the forefront of social justice and self-care and, um, and self-care how-tos of how do you disappoint other people? How do you do meal planning in a way that's righteous? How, how do you plan a meaningful holiday that's not just about buying things? So I'm very excited to share all of this. I cannot wait to get started. We um, sign up opens tomorrow, September 25th, and it closes October 1st. Uh, if you're listening to this later, then just come to my website and join the wait list for the next time that it opens. Thank you so much for your attention. Keep taking care of yourselves and I'll look forward to more. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Gracie with Beautiful Life Self-Care. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I hope you learned something new. If you want to connect more, then visit me at selfcarewithgracie.com. There you can sign up for my weekly newsletter where on Wednesday afternoons, I'll send you more self-care practices more inspiration, and more opportunity to connect to a community of people who really care about really good self-care. Also, write me if you have any other questions or if you have ideas for future shows. My email address is selfcarewithgracie at gmail.com. Thanks a lot, and remember, keep putting yourself first and everything else will fall into place. <laughs>